0: Love talk radio
1: Welcome to the War Room We got Ted Chill Jimmy PJ B Austin the hot block commander how you wanna end up on a two-hour show and the brain running with the premise of talk for a national level both with the Sort of like the rubber win, game counting like the fad Five doing prime time Sportsing Bomber to speak their minds a little bit For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats The four for 26 saw the war in
2: Kuwait It's the war room with five knights at the round table Five silly guys diversified and educated Yo, what's good out there, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room. brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Omnibor Dev. I'm at the War Room Roundtable flying solo right now. B. Austin and Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us uh, shortly. B. Austin should be with us momentarily. Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us a little bit later in the show. The NBA playoffs are underway, as you all know. Uh, Some series are still in the first round, but a few um, are already jumping off to round two. They'll be tipping off this weekend, so let's wrap about that. Um, You guys can sit back, relax, bust it up with you guys in the greatest man cave in sports, the War Room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash thewarroom. Well you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about thirty minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. Um well I guess, you know, if I don't have any co host in the next few minutes, I might be taking your calls right away just so I can have somebody to talk to. That number is three two three four one zero 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 one two. Um uh we got B Austin in the building though. Uh B, what's what's the deal, yo? What's going on?
3: Man, everything is everything. Salute to the legendary prophet himself, Kwame Brown.
2: (laughs) Another salute to uh, Kwame Brown. All right, man. I mean, we're going to jump right into everything, but as usual, before we get started, we got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, we just need to... Uh, We need that support during the week. Anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of the show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. There's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room. Uh, After further review with the mayor, John Appetit, with the Burtons, on the couch with the Wilsons, Tissue in the Tape Hip-Hop Show with uh, Phil Maddock and Davis Backwards. Um, The Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, man. Whatever you like, we got it right here on the World of Swords Podcast Network. So do not miss an episode, man. Whatever you like. No doubt, man. Let's get right into these hot topics, man. NBA playoffs are heating up. So um, we all know, as usual, if you listen... Every week you know that Hot Topics are brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some bread sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, you probably just don't like money or something. So, look, man, it's time to place your bets. You can lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports, including the NBA and NHL playoffs, by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. You don't get hassled. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after Anthony Davis and Joe Embiid's body failed their teams That's once again. So uh, join cheating. now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Use the promo code WARROOM, one word, all caps, WARROOM, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag wow. today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so like I said the NBA playoffs are well underway. We got um we got some some series
0: playoff the series
2: are still late in the first round, but we got some some teams that handled their business a little bit early and the and the second round is set to start. Uh one of those teams being Utah who took out Memphis uh 4 to 1. Um Philly finished off uh Washington 4 to 1. And Atlanta uh, finished off the Knicks 4-1. to The Knicks are so, back, uh, though. Milwaukee oh. swept the Miami Heat. Uh, Brooklyn got Boston out of there uh, 4-1. to So we're going to look – let's look first at, at some of the ones that are that are done already, B. And we'll, we'll start with your Philadelphia 76ers who dispatched to the Wizards in a gentleman's sweep. Um, it probably should have been a regular sweep, but you know how that goes. Joel B gets injured. Um, he came down wrong. Everybody thought it was a tailbone injury. Uh, MRI shows that he has a slight tear in his meniscus, and he is considered day-to-day right oh, now. He oh. did miss the Game 5 um, where they closed out. But in Game 4 when he went out, um, they just couldn't get over that hump. Um, I mean, I guess it's a whole different ball, ball game when you have a game plan and then you lose the most important part of your game plan. Game five, they were able to come out most likely with a different game plan since he wasn't there, and they kind of blew the Wizards out of the water. But the the series against the Wizards isn't what's important moving forward. Um, Joel Embiid on a on a gimpy knee. Are the Sixers are they done? Like. Is Atlanta gonna yeah. pull the upset? Um, no, Title hopes gone.
3: No, no, no. So it's not even about Atlanta, yo. Salute the ice tray, man. Like sometimes, like you look at a cat, and 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 we're all prejudiced uh, in our own ways. And and I looked at, at at Trey and his flowing hair and the way he played, and I and I wrote him off uh, as being a diet Steph Curry uh, with a little bit more hoppity hip in his game, but he's, he, he's got the heart of a lion, man. I I respect, I respect ice Trek. Even if his game is a little, yeah, I I got a lot of respect for that kid. Um, And that being said, the Sixers will dispatch with, uh, with the Hawks, whether Joel Embiid shows up or not. That that's, that's a done deal. It's, it's written. They're not a good enough team. They're not a good enough team. But the
2: problem is that Hawks team has the Sixers problems, though. Never in a yeah. – I mean, I don't know what they would do in an important scenario like a playoff series,
3: but – Yeah, I'm 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 going to go ahead and say that we handle our business with or without Embiid, but that's not – you know, and I hate to look past, but no, I don't. I can look past. Hopefully the players don't. If we don't have – so we only had a chance in hell with Joel Embiid to beat Brooklyn without they should just or the bucks play three games and whoever yeah or the bucks yeah for that matter just you know just get them to get them to win and and move on like we we might as well not even show up if we don't have him beat for either of those teams
2: see for me because um like i said when he went out everybody was thinking it was a tailbone injury because that's all he was really holding like when he fell i kind of thought like wow he looked like he jammed both of his knees the way he fell you know he's a big seven foot dude 280 pounds doing guard moves all the time and when he does certain things like he he lands awkwardly a lot so you're always ain't meant
3: to be doing that stuff
2: right right so when we found out it was the you know about the knee um, we started hearing rumors that everything was fine. It was precautionary. I believe that because, you know, he walked off, didn't, didn't walk off with a limp or anything like that. And then we get the MRI results that he has a slight tear in his meniscus. Now we know that we've seen plenty of people play through tears in their meniscus. You know, it can either heal itself. Or you can opt to get surgery. My problem is this, you know, he's day to day. He's going to come back sometime during this playoff run. My problem is the fact that he is a seven foot, 280-pound, probably more than that, you know, who does guard moves all the time. Will he last throughout the playoffs with an already damaged knee? That's my, that's my question. We know um, he's going to come back. It, it, we don't know I'm what sure. level he's going to play at, but is he going to last? He only lasted three games before he tore it in the first place. Is he going to last so, throughout the rest of the playoffs with an already torn no, knee, putting that kind of weight no. and pressure on it every game? No, no, no.
3: I mean, we, we're going to go with the we're going to go with the pre- proverbial Philadelphia sports fan pessimistic answer of no. Hell no. He's going to come back. He's going to have. He probably will have one or two great games that you can't believe that he has on a torn knee, and then he's going to face someone else of equal stature and talent and he's going to injure himself just walking up the court. It ain't even going to be from a move. It's going to be he made a move, and his knee's like, oh, that's what you think this is? He's going to be walking up the court, and it'll just give out. Like, do you want to see a coach step to Joel and say, look, I don't mind some of the threes because you can shoot. You're a good shooter, especially at your size. But please get your big ass down on the block. And I know Jimmy – is of the opinion that the game has changed and moved away from that. I'm not as convinced. And I feel as though we have an advantage having arguably the best center, no disrespect to the Joker, arguably the best center in the game. Like I feel that that gives us an advantage when we can put a guy, we can, we can put a guy on the block that is virtually unstoppable other than when he stops himself and goes out to the wing to do guard moves because he wants to do guard move things with his friends.
2: See, but that's, you know, the guard move thing is not my, you know, problem with him because I mean, he's doing enough damage down, down low these days for you not to be, you know, too worried about that. The threes, he's cut down on that since last season. At least the ones he takes now are good shots, which is why his percentage is up because he's just not standing out there jacking them um, at all times. Um but the dude, like, he's crazy. I mean, even when he gets the ball on the block, whatever he does with his back to the basket, what he does when he faces up, like he's talented. His body is just it just might be too big, too heavy for his level of talent. <laughs> and it you know, it, it 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 fails them from from you know, time and time again. It fails them. They're having the same problem um right now over there in 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 LA in Lakerland because Anthony Davis is once again uh injured with a groin um with a groin injury. He missed game 5. Phoenix uh dispatched to the Lakers in game 5 with no issue whatsoever.
1: I, so it's I, obvious
2: I think Anthony Davis
3: just a bit.
2: It's obvious for them to have any chance in this series. They need Anthony Davis, LeBron's shoulders aren't as, you know, as, as diesel as they once once were. But I mean, let's, let's keep it, let's even keep it a bean there though. LeBron really as much as he's done for teams in the past, you know, even in the playoffs, LeBron has never really won any significant series without at least a second star. And we know he does it sometimes with a third star. So, you know, I I think the last time he won without a legitimate second star was, like, when he was 22 years old and and carried that team to the NBA Finals. And even on that team, he had some legit players. They just weren't legitimate second superstars. At 36 years old, this advanced age, like, do you think if Anthony Davis doesn't play, you think they have a chance to beat Phoenix two times in a row to get to the second round?
3: Phoenix? Maybe, yeah, potentially. Because I I don't think – I think Chris Paul's injury is as pivotal in this series as um, talented softy. Um, I I think that Chris Paul's injury might even be a little bit more significant. I think if he goes out – now, granted – The thing was,
2: he started feeling better and they tweaked it again last game.
3: yeah. So so Aiden is eating, and I think the problem is uh, Vogel is reticent to insert uh, Lou Williams' homie uh, into the game because he he gets busy on the offensive end, but defensively him being undersized stands out, and he can't do a thing with Aiden. So that's why you have insert Drummond, and Drummond doesn't do anything offensively um, that's not contrived. And so it's interesting the coaching, you know, the coaching decisions that Vogel is. I I think Vogel can adjust to beat the Spurs, the, uh, the Suns if Chris Paul is truly injured. What they do beyond that is nothing. They'll be home with everybody else. But I, I think the Chris Paul thing factors pretty heavy in this
2: yeah i mean we'll we'll see like like I said it it seemed like he was improving. I guess he tweaked it again, so we'll see how he comes out um in a game six situation um another series I wanted to ask you about um the Lakers, not the Lakers the Clippers and um Dallas if you watch this series, nobody's won on their home court yet. The Clippers took the first two. I mean, the, the, the Mavericks took the first two, the Clippers took the next two, and then Dallas took game five in uh, L.A. Like, what do you see for the rest of this? Like, before, A lot of people thought when it was 2-0 mm-hmm. and the home court advantage was gone, they thought the Clippers were done. I, I generally didn't see it that way and figured they worked yes. their way back into the series, but now they're down 3-2, and they're in a situation where they have to win two straight. Um, they have to go back to Dallas and win a game, and then they have to come home. If they can win that game, they have to come home. um, And what would be, if they made it to a game seven, what would be the first home court win of the series? So do you think the Clippers are done? Because Lucas seems to do whatever he wants against these dudes, and that includes Paul George and Kawhi Leonard.
3: When, whenever he they wants can't to do guard it. Him. How however he wants to do it, whenever he wants to do it, um, in in whatever fashion he wants to do it. Before I give my analysis, and and just genuinely, like I'm not I'm not you know trying to trying to take us on a tangent. It, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are they batches? Are they charging <laughs> batches in your in your estimation? I
0: don't, it's,
2: it's, I don't know. Like the the results, I see some the, battery Yeah, the results seem to point towards that because the crazy part is, you know, these are, you know, Paul George has long been one of my favorite players. And Mm -hmm. I always think the criticism, especially when he's with other stars on the team, the criticism that he gets, he seems to be the easy target. Like Kawhi doesn't generally get that fire from people because I guess, you know, he was a newer of the superstars. He was likable, and he just didn't seem to get it. Now, you know, I, th- this series, I'm starting to see Kawhi Leonard get a little bit of heat from the pundits, get a little bit of heat from the fans as well. But I still think generally, overall, Paul George is the easy target. And even if something's not his fault, they're going to blame it on him because just Kawhi blame is still – He's still late in his invincible phase, but I'm starting to think, you know, his armor is starting to weaken uh, a little bit as well. But what you ask, like, it's starting to point that way because at, at least defensively, these are supposed to, like, that was supposed to be their calling card, even though both of these guys are so talented offensively. They were supposed to be the dudes. Oh man, you throw one at them, then you can switch and throw the other
0: one at them. You throw the other one at And, them. You throw and the the other Lucas kind of like, yeah. I don't care. So,
1: Lucas, <laughs> you he want like to so? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> might work for y'all other dudes. Um, mm-hmm.
3: and I don't want to take anything away from Luke Lucas. Uh, he he, man, he's every he is as advertised. Man, can't jump over a quarter and it don't matter because he is a Hooper's Hooper. He is a Hooper's Hooper. I, I, I love to see him work. I love to see him get busy. He looks like he has fun out there. Um, but I, to 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 Kawhi more so than Paul George, because I agree with your, your assessment there, Kawhi more, yo, pull your skirt down, B. Yo, be up. Like, have some pride. Have some pride. If you can give LeBron trouble, and I'm definitely not going to say stop, stop LeBron. But if you can give LeBron trouble, come on, dog. You still on you still in your prime. Maybe headed towards the back side of the prime, but you still in your prime. You supposed to you supposed to make Luka earn it a lot more. Like he's not earning it, he's going out and taking it. Like what's that on your plate? Oh yeah, I wanted that. That's the big piece. Let me have that. Oh let me have that. Like he does what he wants and they don't do nothing about it, and it's like the answer to Luca is no longer. I'm a great defender. I'm a lock up. It's I'm Hollywood. I'm gonna try and outscore him, which not saying individually these guys aren't as talented or even more so, but in this particular series with this dynamic, that shit ain't working. You got to be up. Like one of them has to see it in their cojones and in their heart to say, look, I'm Kobe. That time in on in on the U.S. The U.S. Team USA where he was like, I'm not really here to do all the scoring that y'all know I can do. Whoever the top dog is, put me on him. He ain't scoring tonight. Like, somebody gotta have that attitude. And I think Rajon Rondo wants to have it, but he's like, look, I can't do it. I'm 6'2". Which one of you big MFs that with the big contracts, with the $100 million contracts is going to have some balls and stop this kid? Because this kid is embarrassing us.
2: And the thing is, like, a lot of people I'm, I'm seeing, I'm reading, I'm listening, you know, they're starting to think, like, the, the Clippers are the biggest frauds in the playoffs. Like, I am still of the opinion that they're going to win this series. Um, I'm not as confident about that as I were when they were down 0-2 because they're, they're now one one loss away, you know, from from dropping that series. You know, at least when you were 0-2, this team still had to beat you twice. Um, and I figured they'd find a way to, to, to grab four. I'm not so convinced anymore. I, I, I'm You know, if if I'm asked, I still think they will. But maybe it's a matchup situation because I was thinking, if you're, you know,
3: If Luca's asking you, you going to tell Luca, no, nah, I got you, dog. I think he's going to be. <laughs>
2: but even with all the hype from last season, like I was thinking, you know, they might fare better in the playoffs without the hype being a little bit off the radar, but they're struggling here. And even if they do pull this out, like for their sake, I hope it was a matchup thing because if Dallas is giving you this kind of heat, like when you go into the next round against even better teams, like, I don't don't know, Clippers, I don't know. Maybe this team is just not, or maybe they just, maybe they just, the Clippers, they just curse, man. They're the Clippers. It, it, it is, it is a matchup. Like no matter who they, they did, maybe thing. they will always just be the Clippers. Just like you know, everybody it thinks is. the Cleveland Browns about to win the Super Bowl. It how? might be proven that the, the Browns, Browns is just always going to be the Browns. So how they the Browns? I don't care who don't plays for you. Put Jerry Rice Let's on that squad, but
3: I think that I think that Luca is a matchup nightmare. But I still think it's pride, man. I still think you guys have very little dignity
2: about themselves. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see in Game Six and maybe Game Seven. Um, another team that's on the ropes is the Portland Trail Blazers. Man, in double overtime. Dame Lillard does what Dame Lillard does. It was Dame. It was Dame time. He hit big shot after big shot to to put them in position to stay in that game and to possibly win that game. And then you got guys like we've been telling you all along that Robert Covington's a bum, missed wide open dunk, CJ stepping out of bounds, just things that's yeah. happening to go against all the work that Dame put in. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Dame yeah. has the reputation that he, he has, but I've also seen some conversations this week, of, you know, asking like, you know, when are we going to criticize Dame for not being a winner like we do some other people of his ilk. Um, And at some point it has to become inevitable. I mean, we know what Dame does and down the stretch of games and the clutch of games, we know his team isn't the most talented in the world, but, but what's fair is fair. But at the same time, you see him have, Performances like that, and you see his other, you know, the other guys on the team nut up in those situations, Let man. Me, you just feel sorry yeah, for him. Yeah,
3: like oh, I, I, how can you blame Dame for CJ McCollum stepping out of bounds? How can you blame Robert Covington for deceiving the world just because he's tall? <laughs> how can you blame those things on on Dame? And I'm gonna ask this, and and I'm biased because I love Dame's game so much, and I'm such a Carmelo Anthony fan. I don't want to see them dudes go home for the, for those two reasons, right? I don't want to see them go home. And I might be tripping. In fact, I'm fairly certain I'm tripping. But I'm not starting Robert Covington over Carmelo Anthony. I don't care if Carmelo can't walk and he needs a walker. I'm just not doing it.
0: <laughs> do you Do
3: you make a little bit of an adjustment and sacrifice the defense that they say Robert Covington brings to the table? Because I can, I can assure you, even in his advanced age, Carmelo in thirty-six to forty-eight minutes gives you way more offensively. He might be a little liability defensively, but Robert Covington is, is a is a is a scuzz bucket.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's a scuzz bucket.
2: Yeah, God, he
3: a scuzz bucket. We know bucket. firsthand.
2: Um, first we of all, we know firsthand. I've always thought Robert Covington. Wait, hold
3: on, hold on, hold on. They're paying Robert Covington $80 million. Just make sure when you respond, you keep that in your mind
2: so you can accurately. You know, that's it, what I'm saying. It, I mean, it, I, I think Robert Covington overachieved himself into that contract and to whatever notoriety he has around the NBA right now. Um, I still think. He's overrated as a defender. Um, he gets – I mean, you know, they count – the analytics guys, they count deflections now. So deflections are important. He gets a lot of deflections. But, you know, I've watched him one-on-one get cooked for years in Philly and even now um, in Portland. You're down 3-2. B. I, like, I don't have a definitive answer for what you said, but you're down 3-2. So you might want to try something because your back's against the wall. Um maybe that's the move you try, because if you get Carmelo in a situation where he has more of a rhythm rather than having to come off the bench and try to get hot quickly with whatever touches he has, maybe it's maybe this is the the, the move you want to try to make, but maybe just maybe Terry Stotts and, and everybody else just doesn't see it that way. Maybe they, they don't see what's happening as a result no. of anything Robert no. Covington has done or hasn't done except for, you know, what he did down the stretch. No. Of, Robert of, Covington of
3: is game, more so. overrated than Otto Porter, and I don't think Otto <laughs> Porter should be in the league.
2: Otto Porter retired a long time ago, seemingly, <laughs> but he's still collecting checks and getting traded. and Getting the check. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the answer or not, but uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. I just feel sorry for Dame at times. At the same time, you know, you know how certain people will respond to that? Oh, you feel sorry for him. Dame the one that, you know, he's so prideful. He don't want a super team. Like, that's how people – like, because I've seen it this week. I've actually seen people say that. Like, this is what you get when you don't want to join other – I'm like, yo, this is what we've come to in society. Like, you're down on a person because you don't want to go out like a
1: punk? But, uh, hey.
3: Down on him because he don't dick ride. <laughs> we criticize
1: him not. Yo! All right. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: before we move on from, you know, our, our playoff check-in, I guess we got to get a little preview here. Like, I, I, what's your thoughts on the three-seed Milwaukee going to see the two-seed Brooklyn? Like, we saw Brooklyn – do what they did. Granted, you know it was against an undermanned Celtics team. Uh, Tatum scraped out one victory for them with the with the fifty point game. Wait, did they even win the fifty point? Is that the one they won? When he when he dropped fifty, I think that was the one they won. Yeah. So he, he scraped out that. one victory for them. Um, like I said, the, the Celtics are Yo. pretty much undermanned. like, skin, like skin, don't like have skin a Mamba legitimate tough, big, but do you need that against um, um, Brooklyn? You, you're just no. you're just outman. You just don't have the firepower to stay up with these guys because I don't think Brooklyn played great games. You know, every no. game no, in no, the series, no. but it, like with them, it just doesn't matter. So, what do you? How do you see Brooklyn faring against? a Milwaukee team who's going to be a little bit more formidable, um, a little bit bigger as a team, uh, much better defensively as a team than the Celtics. Like, how is series
3: going to go? Yo, I'm just going to answer that this way, man. The Flat Earth Bull is a first-ballot Hall of Famer, capable of coming right off vacation, smelling like some nice tea, and he'll give you 40. The other board is out of shape and fat. He will give you forty-five, twelve, and eleven, right after a meal, and then right after spaghetti, bolognese, and then you got this seven-foot dude that plays small forward and shooting guard that no one has ever seen. They don't. They don't even have to play well. They don't. They don't have to play well. The matter of fact, they're not playing well. It's one. It's two dudes will play well and wanna get the night off even though he's on on the court. That's what they're doing. If the and, three of them
2: And if the three of them gets off at put once it together. Does any team oh, stand a chance. Any team.
3: Listen man, I might take them over to God. No, nah, I ain't gonna even get into
2: that. But yo
3: they're, they're 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 scary and I don't think they'll reach their pinnacle this season, whether they win a chip or not. Whether they win a chip or not, that team is not at full potential until they have an off season and they face some adversity and they go through it together. If they stay together for any length of serious time, they're a problem, man. They are a
2: problem. They're a problem. All right. Um, down in Miami after getting swept sweet by the Milwaukee Bucks and, <laughs> and, and, and what was – Essentially, a revenge series from last season. Um, Jimmy Butler will be a free agent looking for the max. Do so you give Jimmy Butler the max? There was a, there was also some rumblings that you know Jimmy was starting to be that teammate that he has a reputation for being. You know when he gets a little turn
1: because they playing like some holes. All right. hero off the but,
2: but Jimmy Butler didn't have a good go of it either though. So it's not just they oh, yeah, playing like some hoes. They all play like some hoes. So, one, if you're yeah. Miami, do you give Jimmy Butler this max? Um, and, and what do you Listen, think about, you know, y'all, y'all, him y'all wearing, know out wearing out his welcome? There's a lot of pundits y'all, that think he played his last game for the Heat, thinking they're not going to Yeah, yes. No, yeah, he has.
3: So?
0: You, know, I, so you don't think I, they're going to pay him? I
3: separate – no, they're not going to pay him. Well, not what he's asking. I separate – I'm objective. I separate my love of a player's game – from what I think should be done on the business side. Y'all know Isolation Joseph is one of my all time favorite players and I think he was overpaid. It ain't no way in heck that I'm giving Jimmy Butler what he's asking for. It
4: as ain't much no hard as way Jimmy would be as as, as
2: and, yeah. and as and as and as much as they overachieved last season, I still view Jimmy Butler as a number two superstar. Yeah. On the team. Yeah, even though they were two games if from yeah, from, from, no, from proving all of this right. to be to be null and void, they were two games away. No, from no, it, no, no. Really, no I don't think I don't, finals, think. I don't Once you get to the yeah, finals, I don't
3: think them getting to the finals and and I don't think them getting to the finals and no. him winning even disproves your point. I think the sun yeah. shines on a dog's no, ass every now but, and again. But, a broke clock is right twice a day.
2: I was. I'm going to go a little hyperbole right. on the point when you when you say stuff like, I don't think a team with Jimmy Butler as their best player can win a championship. Yeah. Like I said, they once you get in it, anything can happen, and they were two games away from it actually happening. And that that you know that that whole comment meaning absolutely nothing, but in the long run they didn't. You know what I'm saying? And I I just just don't think – I think he needs to be a co-star or or at least one of two on the the same level. One A
3: or one one B. He needs to be be one B at best and a a two. I I completely agree with that. I overrate Jimmy Butler because of the heart he shows and and the attitude and the way he – so I know I overrate him. I I don't even – he's borderline – so let me ask this. If you look at, and I know they play completely different positions, Kyle Lowry or Jimmy Butler, who do you rather
2: have? Uh, I still think I would rather have Jimmy Butler than Kyle Lowry. Jimmy Butler, okay. Because
0: Jimmy so Butler, you, so, in my
2: opinion, can pretty yeah. much, I he'll pretty much do everything Kyle Lowry can do. I mean, you saw it with the Sixers. When he played with the Sixers, when we needed a steady in hand, even to be the point guard to bring the ball up and all that kind of stuff. Like, he was that guy. He's going to go get you some buckets late. Um, Not that Kyle Lowry isn't. I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, Kyle Lowry from the arc is the advantage that you would have. But, no, I I get where you're going with the comparison. I just think I would would personally still take Jimmy
3: Butler. I I think I would take Jimmy, too. I think Jimmy is going to – But it also – The mix of the
2: team – the mix of the team I, I think has he, a lot to do with context. has a lot that. to do with
3: that, yes. That yes. yes, yeah. I think Jimmy Butler is going to gangster and gut and and Stephen Jackson and and, and Metal World piece his way to the Hall of Fame. I think yeah. he's going to end no up with a Hall that. of Fame career. No
0: doubt about it.
3: But that. I, I also think if he is your best player, you will get some entertaining games. He will win some things he's not supposed to. But ultimately in a seven-game series against guys like, elite guys like a LeBron, like a, a Greek freak, like a Brooklyn. There's nothing that he can do to affect those series with an outcome that results for a win in the series for his team. He's, he, he he's, he's an overachiever. He's a tremendous player, but I, I get it. I agree with you a hundred percent in that he's not the guy that you want as your best player. You want him as your two you're blessed if he's your third. If he's your third option, I, that's why I, I love him yeah, in Philly. They, I, I wish they would
2: have ran him. it back. If they would have ran it yeah, back, man. All right, but listen,
0: yeah. I do not say that too
2: long. A couple of comments from Skyview in the chat room. Um, back to the uh, PG and Claw. He said PG and Claw are B-list superstars. I said it. I don't know if I totally disagree. Yeah. With that 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 that, that's, that could man. be legit. That could be legit. Um, he said. Uh, he said uh, Jimmy Butler is going to the Knicks. He said Julius Randle is the one that shouldn't get paid. Um, I think Julius Randle had a terrible playoff debut. Had a terrible playoff mm-hmm. series as, as the guy. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to go with the hyperbole and the prisoner of the moment. There's yeah, a lot of guys yeah. in NBA history that got into the playoffs as a star for the first time and didn't and do pooped, well. And pooped in their I pants mean, we, we, and had truth, great truth careers. Be told, we be we're still waiting for James Harden to really be James Harden in,
3: in the, the playoffs.
4: So, and he got a cop this out now. The second
2: person this week that I talked to that was saying something about Julius Randle not getting – paid um i think it was tobias who's waiting on the line we'll talk to him in a minute he said the same thing but i don't think the knicks are in position to do that like you know truthfully you know truth be told what he did during the regular season qualifies him to be a max level player now if the knicks were good enough which they haven't been to make the playoffs maybe two, three times in a row or at least two times in the last two, you know, three, four years, then we would know a little bit more about that. Like, had they gone to the playoffs last year and he crapped the bed and then they made the playoffs again this year and then he crapped the bed, you know, if, you know. Then, if it's, a, then it's becoming habitual. He hadn't even been a Nick all that long. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you need more. So we can't even say the last year. Let's larger say the larger sample, the playoff larger next sample year, size. You mm-hmm. definitely need a larger sample size. The fact that they've only had one year with him in this capacity, you know, as a star, you know, most improved player, all-star, and, his, and this happens to be his contract year. Yeah, it puts them in a bind, but if they're going to keep him, they have to max him out, like they have to. They really don't I'm, have I'm a choice. He's their best player right now, and we've seen I'm, I'm, the Knicks during mm-hmm. free agency when there's big, when any big name is out there and they swear they have a chance at it. People are showing you that the New York Knicks are not the move. People are not signing. It's not a
3: destination. Yeah. Right.
2: So, so what choice do they have so but to sign, resign their best player
3: at a max cost? Funny, funny you say that. So and I, think I could can fix him. the Knicks. I I, I could fix the Knicks, and I'm hopeful that this doesn't happen Derrick Rose stays you give him a hybrid position where he gets he gets to start 50 percent of the time and he gets to come off the bench 50 percent of the time and I only say that because you're monitoring him I think he needs to play a bigger role uh, than he does and I think he can get back to all-star caliber never back to what he was but I, I, I think you can get a good three solid seasons out of that dude if you play your cards right with him, so Derrick Rose comes back. Jimmy Butler has a man crush on Tibbs and is not shy about saying it. So he wants to go play for Tibbs. You bring in two shooters, one a guard, one a big, and you pay Zach. Uh, you pay um, Julius Randle because nice. he can improve and he's shown you that his versatility and his work ethic to improve his game is a max. I'm proud of that feet, kid. Feet. He pooped, he pooped, that he was pooped my the bag in the playoffs.
2: That was ooh, my ooh. point all week. Like to write yeah. him off this quickly for nah. a bad five-game series and his debut as a Yo. star in the playoffs. I don't understand. Listen, how do you write him off that quick if he improved this quickly from what So dress exponentially. exponentially I'm like, he got that he improved quick, that ex- quick all right, I'm not going to panic after one playoff. Like, Knicks, Yo, matter you know, of fact, make the playoffs, yeah, yeah, to, to I'm your, not going to panic. To your I'm
3: point, mad. let me let me but go I here, and I, was one, I, of, get of I was one of the people that kind of pooped on R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is quietly yeah,
0: becoming
3: yeah. a quality player. I, I ain't using the term all-star, but he's a quality starter, and if he can continue to improve – Get some range on his J without falling in love with with the three, yo. They they actually could end up scary if they make the right moves. They can be scary, and it starts with Julius Randle. So whoever wants to knock him, they y'all tripping.
2: All right, so y'all look, tripping.
3: look uh, next
2: bucks. We don't even need uh, analysis on it. Who wins? How many games?
3: Next bucks. Um, Nets bucks. What? Nets Nets bucks. Uh, Nets in
2: six. Nets in six. Um, Sixers, mm-hmm. Hawks. I was about to say Falcons.
3: <laughs> Sixers Sixers in 2.75. <laughs>
2: You're sleeping on the Hawks. I'm telling you that. Um, no, nah, I,
3: I, I like my man Ice Trey, but no.
2: I, I got Nets in, in seven. I got Sixers in six. Um, hey, um, Who is already in the second round? Ice Trey. Um, well, those are the only two matchups that are set right now. So there's nobody else to go. Utah is going to play the winner of the Clippers and, and Mavericks, but we'll get to that. You know, gonna, when, Utah's going to play
3: the Mavericks. Luka and the Mavericks. Okay. I'm taking. <laughs> right. I'm taking Utah.
2: <laughs> right.
3: Cool, 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 cool.
2: All right. So, um, some more news uh, after the playoffs. Well, you know. Kyrie had his comments when he was going back to Boston last week. He was talking about the racism there, and, you know, it was a big hoopla. Um, you know, it's been a crazy week with fans. You had this fan pour popcorn on Russell Westbrook's head in Philly. You had a fan throw a water bottle at Kyrie's head in Boston. You had a nasty-ass Knicks fan spit on Trey Young, you know, while he was about to inbound the ball. So Kyrie, after they disposed of the Celtics um, in, in one of those, I believe it was game four, he stomped on the Celtics logo in the middle of the court and fans, even ex-Celtics players are up in arms about him stepping on a cartoon um, character named Lucky. I didn't even know his name was Lucky until this week because I, I
3: ain't know nothing about it
2: ex-players uh kevin garnett big baby Davis, noodle they're tweeting noodle. about it so kevin garnett tweeted so nobody gonna say anything about Kyrie stomping lucky we're gonna act like we didn't see that uh he said the f going on you can't do that that's not cool no level all of us need to be better Big Baby Davis came to the point of almost sounding like a threat. He was like,
0: real Yo. BS.
2: Like I said, you step on Lucky, you step on everybody that played for that team. Keep the, keep the ish basketball before somebody get hurt in real life. KD Yo. replied to that tweet by saying, N-word, please, with a whole bunch of <laughs> rolling, laughing, crying emojis.
3: Salute. Emoji. Salute. Salute, yeah, you, you KB, sound like a sucker. and I don't typically salute, yeah, yo, you sound like a what- a sucker, yes, you sound like yo a sucker big big baby bounces Defending around Boston on my on my like on that. my respect uh he he bounces around on my respect tree because I've heard interviews where he sounds very articulate and intelligent, and I respect it, but he, you got the stuff nickname this. Big, he got the nickname big baby for a reason, and me being me. Kyrie has so much more to lose. So I'm hopeful he doesn't respond, and I think Kevin, Garnett, Kevin uh, Durant's response was perfect. I would have to test that. I would have to test that. It, it was a veiled, not very well-veiled threat. I'd have to test that. I'd have to test. I couldn't be in Kyrie's situation and not uh, test that, that medal of that young man for making that statement. Um, And, and um, shout out to, uh, to stack five, because he, you know, he's cool with both of those dudes. And he said, come on, man, the fans in that town don't love you. The white people of that town don't love you. If you have love for one another, that's great. That's cool. But that's part of the game. He said, that's, but that's you, gamesmanship. We, that's showmanship. But I, right? I, like,
2: I don't care who played for what franchise. Like, you see the fans tripping this week. And, like, you mm-hmm. really want to go at him? Like, he stomped a cartoon figure on a floor that they yeah. ran over 200-plus times during that game anyway. Like, feet go on it. It's a part of the floor, right? So, he's mad yeah. because of the, you know, the intentions behind it. Dude, you didn't come out yeah. and say anything live on Twitter when the fan threw a bottle at Kyrie's head. So yo, you, you really look you really look a little suspect right now. Big baby David. Very. Like FOH, cuz <laughs>
3: Very like,
2: All right, so more Celtic news, Danny Ainge has decided to step down as the Celtics president. And he's gotten to basically name his replacement. His replacement is gonna be and Brad Stevens. So I guess the Celtics are now looking for a coach because the coach moves up. This is what I don't understand and I've seen this all week and I can't say I don't I can't say I don't agree, man. That if this ain't the epitome of white privilege. Danny Ainge, okay, you know, he, he he's run the Celtics since two thousand three. He did get the championship early in that run with, with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce and, and, and those guys. But lately he's pretty much failed hasn't met expectations, you know, was being held a genius for all the assets that they built, all the GMs that he tricked into doing this, and nothing real has come of it yet. But he leaves, gets to to name his replacement pretty much, and his replacement is the guy who's coached these teams that has failed in recent years Um, when they were, you know, there were a couple years when the Celtics were supposed to do something. The coach who failed at doing that, gets a, <sighs> like these Excuse guys get me. to fail up. How does this happen? Well, I'm oh, not course. How this like, how does this happen? It's America. That's you know how it happens. Why ask why? You know why. Pretty much. Pretty much. But you, you got any quick thoughts on, on this situation?
5: Um, no, nah, man. I mean,
3: historically, ownership in professional sports hires people that kinda come from their same ilk or that they can relate to. That uh, you know won't see won't yeah. see many brothers on the teams. So it is what it is.
2: Uh-huh. Hey, I mean that's that's a lot of the stuff that we talk about every day when people are on social media complaining about stuff i guess uh, why are, are you playing you the race card like yo where do you why think are you playing the in? race card no no i'm not, not even i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about black people who continually point that stuff out you know i just i just did it for the sake of introducing a topic but i did it because that's what people have been saying all week Like, why do they get to do this? How do they do this? And, you know, I I got another example with another story that we'll talk about later. But my answer to a lot of these people, like, like, where do we live? Like, why do y'all, like, why do we keep questioning what we know the status quo is? Oh, yeah, of course we want things to change. But to question why it happens is like, that's beating a dead horse at, at this particular point. You know why it happens. That's why we gotta go out and, and and try to get our own, build our own, make our own. Because you still got people out here asking these questions, looking for white empathy, looking for you know, you know, white handouts, looking for white acceptance, Seekin, seeking for, seeking for, acceptance,
1: for, for right? Acceptance you know, like,
3: and assimilation.
2: Shout out to Phil Matic and his saying, "Like why ask why when <laughs> you know why?" So uh, shout out to. to you no, know, Danny ain't. Shout out to Brad Stevens for doing, taking advantage of what they were born with. <laughs> I mean, if if we were born with a thing called black privilege, would you not take advantage of it, B?
3: I'd exercise the hell out of
0: it. Well, <laughs>
3: I'm not wow. mad. I'm not mad at nepotism and white privilege one iota, man. Let me tell you something. I am more disappointed in the people of our ilk and from our mutual backgrounds and cultures, plural, that are expecting some measure of empathy and sympathy for a plight that these people can't understand or relate to, right? So I even let them off the hook in terms of downright evil or downright bigotry. No, I don't think Brad Stevens or Ainge harbor any ill will or ill feeling towards black people. Like I, I don't think that at all. What but why are we expecting the system to accept us, to validate us? For like
0: Yeah.
2: I I mean the usual. Like I said, this is the it's the usual conversation. We gotta change our conversations into what we're going to do about it. Instead of just sitting there asking about it. And I'm not talking about what we're gonna do about it like we're gonna keep asking them for acceptance, we're gonna march, we're gonna No, what are we gonna do about it? Separate yourselves. Build your own. Like we can talk all we want, but as long as, you know, our people keep you know, as long as these are the leagues and the companies that we aspire to play in and aspire to work for, nothing's ever gonna change. Nothing's ever gonna change. You know what it is. All right, so um, our quote of the week – I'm sorry, our stat of the week. The only visiting players with three straight 30-plus point games at Madison Square Garden in the playoffs, the god Michael Jordan and Trey Young. (laughs) I mean, it, it sounds great you know, you might not be as impressed because he's playing against these Knicks and Mike was playing against those Knicks. But at the same time, players put pressure on themselves to go into that building and do well. Because no matter, even if the Knicks aren't it anymore and that's not the destination and they're not back and they're not the Mecca, well, whatever. The the Knicks, as you know, themselves, that building, that city, that all is still considered the Mecca of basketball, by by a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who would hate on that comment and you know say some other stuff. But no matter what they say, those same people they walk into that building and you know they it, it feels a certain type of way. Um, what, do, what, what do you think about that? I think first of all, I think three straight thirty point p- plus point performances on the road. Period is crazy. It don't even have to be MSG. Like you got to give Trey props for that. There's a lot of inconsistency going on in the playoffs, like superstars. You know, a lot of superstars not putting up those numbers. We just talked about how, you know, Julius Randle couldn't get it going at all. So for Trey to go into the visitor's house, put up three 30-point-plus performances, and then to be the second person since Michael Jordan to do it in that building, what's your thoughts on that, B? All right. I don't know what happened to B. Oh, there he is. <laughs> what's your, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Bios. Uh
3: I'm thoroughly impressed with Trey cuz I again um I I had a preconceived notion of what he would be and what he could do in the NBA and I'm being proven wrong and I respectfully admit it. Um I'm I'm impressed with him overall. The season he's put together, the playoff run. Um, salute to him, man. Salute to him.
0: All right. So,
2: uh, last thing we will discuss before we take some phone calls, our quote of the week. And this is another one that that's relative to what I was saying about us asking for this and wanting this, um, our quote of the week. It actually, uh, the quote of the week is quote for me personally, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. But each person deals with it differently. That quote is from Venus Williams when she was asked about how she's coped throughout her career and if it's felt that she sometimes had to do unnecessary efforts. This is all in lieu of, in light of Naomi Osaka's withdrawal from the French Open due to depression and anxiety, which is often triggered by the media and having to do these press conferences. So Venus went in there and told them, like, look, none of y'all can whoop me in this. So that's how I handle it. I know you can ask me what you want, but you can't you, you can't see me in this sport. You can't be me. So the whole thing yes. with you know Naomi Osaka, she was skating her uh, her media appearances, kind of like you know uh, Kyrie Irving, but hers is based in like I said, it's based in depression. Um, the 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 media appearances uh, trigger her an- anxiety. So all throughout the week the French Open was basically saying, Well, if she keeps doing this, she's gonna possibly face a fine, suspension, or whatever. Um, so she's been getting a lot of backlash about that. And of course, you know, a lot of us have been defending her, but I also saw some people asking that same thing with this. If Naomi Osaka was white, she'd be getting applauded for this, blah blah blah. You're wasting your breath. Mental health. Because even though yeah. we all know this, what does it mean? Like what? Why do you expect? I, I don't care Why about do like yeah, right and, and and somebody was you know they were like you know whole thing would be a different exercise in empathy if it, if if the person was okay. F their empathy, like yeah. you know, when we stop looking to be
3: for validation to fit in and, be a and part accepted. Of that. yeah,
2: when we stop yeah, looking man. for that, then maybe we can move on and 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 get, get over uh-huh. some things. It.
3: America I can tell missing? you one I can tell you one hundred percent where Naomi Osaka's mental health issues stem from. One hundred I'm I'm could, this is a Poma stat, of course, conjecture on my part, but I know I'm right. Her entire career, unwarranted and unfairly, is a comparison between her and those I'm two sorry. other women, man.
0: Mm-hmm her and Serena
3: and to a lesser mm-hmm. to a lesser extent Venus like and having mm-hmm. to answer those questions all the time about her from what I from what I gather is her hero right and it's too much pressure because naturally in sports particularly women particularly women of that ilk at that stature and at that level right they are pit against one another Right, and and they don't even understand the nature of the relationship that she may or may not have with Serena. But from all all accounts, it's a positive one. Like there's nothing but love and respect between the two of them. Um, you know, she chose a different pathway with in terms of accepting her blackness and championing her blackness, even though she's Japanese. Um, but I, I I salute her for what I believe it will be an opportunity for her to shine light on mental health and taking care of your mind and your soul and your spirit. And she has the support of a lot of NBA players um, that are kind of coming to her defense and other folks coming to her defense. So God bless her. and, uh, And hopefully she returns of sound mind and even more sound body, man.
2: Yeah. But at the highest point that she's been in her young career, That, to me, is how you know this is a serious thing, for her to withdraw from these tournaments. Because, you know, once you get into this conversation, the whole thing, just like it was with Serena, just like it was with Tiger, how many majors can you win? Can you surpass, you know, who has the greatest amount of majors? And she's dropping out of majors because of depression and anxiety. You have to take that seriously. Because, you know, if it was it's just no longer
4: because it seems
3: it seems to me she's always been just just a tennis player. And what I mean by that right. is not just it's she's special, but she comes into this for the joy of the game. Everything else that comes with it, she probably wasn't prepared for. She wasn't prepared for it to turn into a circus. Right. She right. wasn't prepared for that.
2: All right, so um, before we talk about what happened while everybody was on the ground, we're going to go take a couple quick phone calls. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in AZ. What up, Tobias?
0: Roll what damn to What up? Hi, hey, cause already,
5: Yeah, 'cause I already know uh, B. Austin was probably like with KG when they talk about Kyrie. Like, those are good folks in Boston. You know, everybody's <laughs> on the Southerners. To look at these Northerners here. But, uh,
0: <laughs>
5: you know, one, I hear all these hot take media saying Luca's the best 22 year old ever seen. I got to throw on the cape here. There's a guy who played for the Bulls with two bad knees now, who won the MVP at age 22 and took the Bulls to the Eastern Conference. Go back out the first round, first before we crown him the best 22 year old ever. Now, he's oh, yeah, a true, player. True, true. He's a great talent. But I think part like it's a deeper conversation right here. You see all these guys coming at 19, 20, 21, killing the league. Do you think it's partly because of the way the game is played now? With the rules, you can't touch anybody now. Every, most of these guys are young because even like, let's say, even A.I. is in the league. No, I, 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 like I, it definitely
2: guys. is because, you know, Luka is of that hardened Trey Young ilk where a lot of his game is predicated on trying to draw fraudulent contact. You know, he got games. Yeah. I'm not going to say he doesn't, and I'm not even going to sit here. Like, I mean, you say what you want. I I think Luca might be a better player at 22 than Derrick Rose. MVP is subjective. And there's a lot of context behind that. I don't know if Derrick Rose would have done the same thing (laughs) playing in the West, not, not his individual performance, but as far as going to the conference finals and all that kind of stuff. Um, you hey, know, I'm still in that right cycle Jeff. where it's a little difficult to do that in the West. Hey, and if I, you look got, at I them, got to stop
5: you right there also.
2: And then the, the, but buy, even if you look at the statistics, if you're one of the statistic boys, which I'm not, you know, they don't tell the whole story. Like, his MVP season stats don't hold a candle to it with, with this season but it's a different league it's a, you know stuff changes
5: yeah. how many how, how many assists can you get if you kick it out and ronnie brew or Keith bogus wide open yeah
2: but but just like i told there's you there's context to everything different that's, that's, a legitimate, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's definitely legitimate that is a legitimate point. because we're playing we're we're living in an nba now where the worst no name on your team can hit a three so, if they leave him wide open and you draw the defense and you kick it out, these dudes are going to hit shots because that's all they practice now. It's a primary shot. Yeah. No,
0: it's definitely a different beat. No doubt. It's a different league.
5: No and, and, different league. And like, one thing about the Clippers, the problem is that they got it. they're paying and treating number twos as they are number one. Both those mm. guys are number twos, And I hate to say it, I know Kawhi got a chip. He, he's a number two. Because Ooh, um. I remember, yeah. Because you gotta have a heart. I don't care if Luca cooks you. Have a heart, or you, or go see the, or go see the Wizard of Oz and ask for a heart. Because if you to go down, go down swinging. Because I say this right. Here's the here's the thing that kills me. They ain't getting no hard screens to switch off of. The guy just walk over. All right, hey Reggie Jack, you what, You guard Luca. <laughs> Why does this switch that <laughs> guys Eat Willison and Lucas Killers. It's like it doesn't make sense. It
3: shows they have no heart. And right. that's the issue. Yep. I agree yep. wholeheartedly. Yo, yep. and uh shout out to you, Ronnie Brewer. We you still a friend of the show, The Children Are the Future.
0: Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. But, 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 but you know like the Cliff but the Clippers right, and like the reason I say they number twos is I remember like with Scotty. Everybody thought Scottie Pipps was gonna be a number one when on Michael Jordan left. It's not even about talent a lot of times as number one. It's about, hey, are you gonna do these media obligations? Are you
0: the leader of this team? Are you willing to take off arrows and swords? That's the thing. That's what makes LeBron what well, he's been good at
5: that stuff. Even though he even though he's gonna blame K C P A D when they lose the series <laughs> but uh
4: <laughs> but, well, LeBron already but, got yeah, LeBron LeBron already got
2: some stuff on the whiteboard For the trades he's going to make in the offseason Yeah I know hey,
5: uh, mm-hmm. But it's like uh, You know I watched that He'll, game last night like the Clippers game He'll L- show the Lakers GM
2: when he gets around to it Who got exposed
5: Ty Lue got exposed right Ty Lue got exposed
2: years ago man He
5: ain't a good coach Ty Lue got
2: exposed Before he won a championship
5: like, hey, hey I want to say like, I want to, When Paul Jordan grabbed that ball, I want to call the timeout before that idiot. Said, you and Kawhi are the only ones that going to shoot my ball in this situation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless this unless guy's YF open. You know, right. that kills, but, but y'all talk about Julius Randle. I didn't think he, I would pay him the match before the playoffs. The, the NBA has a bad salary situation compared to the Yeah, NFL. they do. Cause that's why
2: we keep having this conversation. I keep telling you, you know what's going to happen. I'm not yeah. saying I don't agree with you, but you know what's going to happen. What yeah. what I what I don't agree with though is is the fact that everybody's writing him off so fast. That's, oh that's no, I'm, I'm
5: not play. writing him off. I'm just saying I'm not paying him like he's one of the top ten players, and that's the problem. But see, here's the problem: what pays somebody like him to max? The yeah. There's NBA really no scale so for that, though. You're
2: the best player on, yeah, but, in a franchise. They pay you what they pay all these other guys.
5: But but see, the NBA makes it so hard to make a trade. That you can't even move off the guy. Because like Kevin Love, Cleveland can't move off of him because they got to pay for the same salary. So, Unless they,
2: hey, they can move off of him if they max out Randall and trade for Kevin Love.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and that's the issue. Like y'all say, Jimmy Butler, the Bulls let him go because they didn't want to pay him the Supermax. And I'm not saying Jimmy's not a bad player, but he's not the best player on the team if you talk about title. He will be mm. perfect on. Be that guy who's the leader type. Or he should have stayed in Philly. Oh, you man, know? Jimmy,
2: Jimmy, Jimmy would have been perfect on the sixes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Hey, you can still go to the club in Miami in all season Because mm-hmm. he, what he doesn't get is that he didn't pay L- Wayne Wade. They le- they didn't want to pay him. They let him go to Chicago. Because the Bulls are stupid enough to pay him. And the Bulls are stupid enough to draft a lottery market about even ever talking yeah. to the guy. But that's the yeah. whole different story.
2: Dwayne Wade him. was pretty <laughs> washed, though. He was washed right. at the time. So. <laughs> but
5: yeah, but but you get what I'm saying though. The yeah. Heat wants to. He ain't gonna be stupid because the Heat can always get free agents. You know, uh, the Nets hey, he if the Heat
2: if, if the direction. Heat can pay Eudonis Haslam the league minimum, they can pay Dwayne Wade the yeah. max.
5: <laughs> yeah, and by the way, she also like this. The Nets do have fans. The Nets fan base is all the hips that justify black people out of Brooklyn. That's a fan base.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
2: you know. uh. mm-hmm.
5: That yeah. that that and fed up Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. and now the and See what happens is they got direction. Tim's a good coach. Yeah, you need a coach like that when you got a bunch of young guys also. That uh, and I, that's why I thought Doc was a good. That you need someone to instill that stuff in them as young players, and it carries over to them. C- carry over. So Derek Rose also swears by Tim. You know, Jimmy Butler swears by him. that That's what you need as a young player, not a guy that acts like he's an AAU coach, that you run, throw the ball out there and do whatever you want to do. And I think right. that's why Philly is at a better spot. Now, if NB is healthy, they're in a better spot because they have that coach who commands that respect out of them.
2: Right.
5: And Even coach, if he do them stuff on X-9. Nah. All right, good, go yeah, oh, yeah, I said it before I run. All right. I know all these people, right, with the Lakers, right? One. Luca stands to be quiet now. Uh, the under eight is going to be an all-star. Drake Young <laughs> is going to be a top ten player. Now Bagley was a bad kick. All right, you can't win them all, and no one knew Luca was going to be this because we no, see a lot of guys with height. Nobody knew that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see like the Nicolos, Gino, Deleze, these guys. They had they had an inbound throw and a layup and a layup line. We thought about they're going to be great, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the Lakers get eight. One, they were stupid let A.D. make the trip the other night. They were stupid for that. Stay in L.A. You can't do nothing. But if he, if he plays, he is so limited movement-wise. His defense yeah. and being able to move is a big key. And Groins, man. When Groins linger.
2: Healthy. Groins linger. As yeah. soon as he spread his hips to try to defend somebody, it's yeah. going to tweak. It's going to tweak.
5: And A.D. was cooking them when he was healthy. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> so, so but but the thing is, also the Phoenix Suns—they ain't scared of the Lakers. They ain't kissing LeBron's ring like all George, Demar Derozan did. They ain't kissing his mm-hmm. ring. They and, and like and and where the hell this campaign been? What was he at in Chicago? Uh, but, man thanks for your call as usual
2: we holler at you in the hey, chat and we holler at you on the air Nick. we appreciate we... you man
5: hey no problem hey you guys take it easy man and hey and remember kyrie those, those are not some very fine people in boston have a great day <laughs> all
0: right
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Skyview, you're right maxie is showing out right now let's go to
4: rob out in Cali. rob what's going on your brother rob roy what's good man i got i got one comment and i got a uh, and, um, and one question that yeah, I can talk about just before I leave, man. First of all, hello. How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing fine. God bless y'all.
0: Good and God bless you, good brother. Highest,
4: You know, Plantation <laughs> Radio, south to <of> him. Um, <laughs> Killing it. You know, uh, uh, the, one thing I got to say is that LeBron James, I mean, well, I'll save that question for a lot, but my comment is is uh, I'm kind of tired of others support him, Kwame Brown I they miss, Kwame Brown like for me listen I don't listen to all he has to say because um, Kwame Brown is like to me I thank him for you know for being that that good enough to get traded or that trash enough to get traded whatever you want to call it and I just don't understand why people are defending him or saying this and that listen I, I don't know, man. Rob, you know why? Big.
2: Because it's entertaining, and that's the world we live in right now.
4: Because Kwame, Kwame yeah,
2: has long passed the point where he was speaking facts. Like in his early video, his, probably his first video, he probably said some stuff that was factual and you could feel it, and then it became a big cry session for him, an attention-seeking session for him. He's accusing some of them dudes of stuff that they don't even do, but people are you know people are jumping on board because it's entertaining, man. And the next person that do it, it, it's it's, you know it's trendy. It's
4: I mean I can tell he never had dad talk on mama cooking. I mean come on man, I'm like dude like Lord. (laughs) But I keep I
2: keep still seeing videos of him. I'm like all right Kwame man, It, it was cool at first man like you now like. If you want a podcast, just ask for one, man. Somebody will give it to you. You he's got trying, your followers up. You he, trying to send him back that away? Yeah, back like, that yeah. hey, because at this point, he's looking for something like it, it's, a, it's an attention-seeking thing. If, he if you, know, up, as many long. times as he uses the word podcast, and 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 the stuff he says about that, like it seems like that's what he wants. Kwame either start one or get one. You can get one. Anybody, you know, anybody with a following can get one and get. Lots of money for it um, these days. You got your following up in the last two weeks. Go ahead and get yourself a podcast so you can curse people out and get and get money for it.
4: Just like just go ahead uh, and ask uh, it. That's all uh, I'm saying. Uh, Word. Oh, uh, 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 that, that, That's my comment, and another comment is, is, look, look, and I'm gonna ask y'all a question. Y'all can talk about yourself because this is a big question. But but my comment is, I'm tired of these people, evil fans, talking about. Oh, Carson Wentz left Indy because he didn't want to compete with Jalen Hurts. When Jalen Hurts left Alabama because he didn't want to compete or lost his daughter to like, what's up with that? So that's all I got to say. Uh, listen, listen, just because he's a brother, doesn't mean I'm going to support him. To me, he only won one game, and he, he was inaccurate anyway. So that's all I got to say. Don't give a start on this game. Y'all can about right. like this game. But, but 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 here's a question I want to ask. Oh, man. I oh, I thought that was it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, but I do, wanna, really... I do
2: wanna, Real quick, before you ask your question, Rob, I do want to tell you this. I mean, you are a Birds fan. You do, like, you're saying I don't have to support him. I, he got on the jersey, you kind of do. Like, as I... much as B&B have criticized Donovan McNabb over the years, like, we still supported him <laughs> because we wanted the team to win. But after he nutted up, you know, we're going to basically tell people about what it was. We always were honest about, you know, what we thought he was. Um, but, you know, he got on that green, so you got to support him. You got to root for him to, do, gotta well. Him.
3: to, yeah. him to do well.
2: got to root for him to and do Jaylen well, man. got to root for him to do well. But then you can then you slam him. You can slam uh, him when he do what you know he's going to do anyway. Oh, oh. So that's all I was oh, saying. Sure. Oh. And, and about, oh, sure. and about I, him I saw, not competing... I, I, it's kind of not the same, though. College has a finite lifespan. And I get it. I, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, he didn't pack it up and, and, you know, tail between his legs. But there's a little bit of context between that two. College has a finite lifespan. So if you go ahead and get your spot jacked and do wins the championship, you're pretty not much going to play last year. This is your last year to try to get to the NFL. So I don't have time to be sitting here – competing with the guy who just took my place and won the championship because he's younger. The job is yeah. his. There wasn't really gonna be a competition. So I'm not going from starter to backup and I and there's other colleges out there that want me and I can go out and make my case for the NFL. That's the only difference I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. that's, that's that's the only difference I see. Yeah. But I feel you.
4: Uh, Alright, what's your oh, question yeah. so we can uh, talk about that? Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh yes. I, just, I don't want people to think I'm willing for him to do bad. Listen, I thought black, uh, me, Michael Vick was a black Neanderthal. But when he put up seven, six, seven touchdowns against Redskins, I was rooting him. And if anybody wants to look at some old audio of uh, that show for World Sports where they talked about when D. also just dissected and just the mildest, the corpse of... Boston Vets, because I ain't going to lie. That audio clip was one of the, <laughs> I want to say. When I was sad, when I was sad some days, I, I you know, Go I was to Hey,
2: that'll make you feel better, and AI can't get a run. That'll make you feel better whenever you need it. But, no, right, that's what I'm saying. We knew what you meant. The only reason we stepped in, because people that are listening, they might not know what you mean, and they're like, damn, he against yeah. his old team. We know that you're going to support the dude we just saying, you know, just watch how you say it because people are going to think like, oh, he's not even rooting for They're going to misinterpret team. that. Sure, right. I, we, we get I, you. We get you. Come
3: on. We, you know, we've you know, been I, around
4: I, I, too long. I, I used to offend Nab heavily, but when he, when he won the Super Bowl, not that much anymore. Like, hey, y'all can tell him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I may or yeah, may, or I, may not have really against
3: Nab,
2: though.
3: Yeah,
4: I was about to
2: say, like, I can't speak for B on that one because it was a whole different beef with them two. Like, really would have been on site had, it been, had, had that been – had we been with Jimmy at that event where he met McNabb, we may or may not have been kicked out of that event and from further um, sports media uh, get-togethers due to what B-Austin may have started in that venue. But, Rod, right, what's your question? What's your question? Are we
4: going to answer That'd that off, off air? personal I mean, life.
2: Yeah, he would have
4: stolen.
2: He would have rumbled him. I hate bo- I hate boy. And wh- whether or not we agreed with him, still, and he, you know, he, he, you know, he's he's our brother. So we had to follow up. Okay. So we'd all got arrested, and it would have been a, a whole thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. sure it would have uh, been the prison question, war room. All right, what's your question, my uh, uh, My question bit is uh what.
4: And when Lake, the Lakers get eliminated in the first round, how would this affect LeBron's legacy, and what would it say about him competing in the West versus competing in the East? Because in the East, you know, with virtually nobody, okay. that one year when he got swept by, swept by the Western um, Warriors, yeah. he he ran he ran through them like. I never, I never thought I ever heard a player say this. It was Jamal Rosen. He said, "Well, if we would have had LeBron on our team, we would have, we would have, been, we, we would have, uh, we, would, uh, we would have run through teams too." You yeah, tomorrow, right? sometimes for
2: that, and I like yeah. DeMar All
4: right, right. Hey, I mean,
2: hey. I, thanks, I, thanks yeah. for your call, man. We're gonna, um, we're gonna talk about this. So stay on the line. I'm, I'm gonna just uh, mute the call, but. Stay on the line. We're going to talk a little bit about this question that you asked and LeBron, man. Peace. All right, B. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about it for a minute. What, what does it do for his legacy? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, LeBron's legacy is etched in stone. It what it's going yeah. to do, it's going to give Jordan the stands. Ooh, right. Ooh. But, but, but you know, Jordan stands, even even if they don't hate him, it's going to give them ammunition because, because his stands have been stupid enough to mention Jordan losing in the first round when he was new and fresh to the league the first couple of times that he was in the playoffs. That that that's silly. Because we've come to a point where okay we no longer allow players to grow. Like you gotta be, you know, multiple rounds in the playoffs right away. So just to be desperate in this whole goat debate that silly people always have They say stuff like, well, Michael Jordan lost in the first round, LeBron, blah, blah, blah. So if anything, it'll give fuel to that dumbass conversation because he'll be this late in in, in his career, you know, still one of the top players in the league, playing with one of the top players in the league, losing in the first round of the playoffs. As far as his legacy, I think his legacy is is, is pretty much etched in stone. But the comparison between what happens – during his run out east and his and his run out west. There is going to be a distinct difference in that. The only saving grace was the fact that they were able to get that bubble championship. And I don't care what anybody says, and this has nothing to do with the fact that the Lakers won. I think anybody, and I had this conversation with somebody last night, and they brought it up to me saying they think, you know they try. They're trying to create the narrative that you know because of COVID and because of the bubble that last season's championship run was so difficult. When in all actuality, with no distractions, you being able to live there and basically have an AAU, a live in AAU tournament at Disney, I actually think it was less pressure for the players. You're, Dog, you're, we saw you cats, we say, saw cats coming
3: off the street
2: and and right. and hoop it up. Right. You had dudes like T.J. Warren dropping 50s and, you know, Jamal Murray was in there showing out and the Phoenix Suns won eight straight. Like a lot of those situations, you take those distractions away and people ball a little bit better. If you look, look at um, the fact, you know how, especially in the playoffs, they always talk about how role players don't travel well. Well, these role players got the ball because there were no fans in the stands heckling them. There was nobody screaming yo. in their ears. Like,
3: yo, real talk, yo, who is T.J. One? That was Warner? the saving
2: grace. The fact that I he got a know. chip right there, that was the saving grace, saver. because if you think about his time in the West so far, you had to not make the playoffs, then you had the championship, and then you have what might happen this season. So LeBron, who I've always dubbed as one of the luckiest athletes to ever live, because it takes luck, you know, any any run like this, Tom Brady, you know, and all, all of this stuff takes a, a certain level of, of luck. But I think the fact that he was able to sandwich these two situations with a championship, um, I, I think that's what would pretty much save them. Uh is having some technical difficulties right now. I'm waiting to uh for him to to fix that so he can chime in. All right, here he is. Um and B what I what I was saying before you started, so I was just saying I think LeBron is one of the luckiest people, luckiest players in any sport to ever come along. And it, and it kind of takes that type of thing. You know, it takes we we know it takes luck some luck to be as great as some of the guys like, you know, LeBron. Tom Brady, you know, MJ, all of these people
0: uh,
4: held serve like that. They still have to, they have to perform. Let, right, let right. Me... But,
2: but he sandwiched this season and that first season with a championship. So I don't even know if the people who want to knock him for this stint can even knock him. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I...
3: So I have a little bit different approach to, to the legacy question, right? So, and this isn't about me being a mic stand or anything. I think when you do what we do for a living and our opinions as members of the media, they, they do count for something. The kind of dialogues and conversations we have, there isn't anything wrong with splitting hairs. Now, what I will say is it's a foregone conclusion that LeBron Ramon James is one of the top ten greatest basketball players to ever exist in the universe. Dev don't like it when we say universe because we don't know what's going on on another planet.
2: But yeah, Jar Jar George Banks like seven feet. He might give all a, these dudes a a shit
3: out of this. Uh, um, I'm
2: I'm
3: not. I I think that that is etched in stone.
1: But can we move
3: LeBron around in the top ten, in the top five? Can we have a conversation that's impacted by things that could be construed as splitting hairs, right? So on one hand, I think Jimmy's, Jimmy's table of gods theory um, on one hand is brilliant, but on another – it could cause some to be a little bit lazy in the sense that they don't want to go through the hair splitting exercise right. of examining You the
2: You sit at the table. You sit
3: at the table. You just at the table. Yeah, you know, and, and, which is cool. Said, and saying, and I agree with that. Everybody at the that. table ain't equal. <laughs> everybody at the table shouldn't get the big piece of chicken. We know that. We know that Mike should get the big piece of chicken. He should get the first macaroni. You know these are things that that are universally accepted. The peach cobbler he should get the first slice, and it doesn't matter how big it is. The rest of you cats figure it out um so So for me, I acknowledge him as being a top ten all time player. I acknowledge him as being the best in the league once um Kobe decided to hang that mantle up uh I acknowledge that he is is like something we've never seen before. he is. But I personally don't mind hair-splitting and examining his game. And so with that being said, yeah, if you go out in the first round, because I know how hard you work to stack the deck in your favor as opposed to compete against, you don't want to play against Anthony Davis. You want him on your team. You don't want to play against Dwayne Wade. You want him on your team. Those things for me mean something. That's not just here. So when you stack the deck in your favor, it doesn't work. And then your media team and the pundits come in and blame everyone, including Chris Bosh. I just, that's Bush league to me. And I'm I'm not saying that LeBron is at fault, although he has to be aware of it. And I think he does have some input on that narrative, but that's conjecture on my part. But these are things that happen. Right, LeBron has input
2: over every narrative that comes from his team. Everywhere,
3: yeah. So, I, I knowing that as I as we do, yeah, I'm 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 with you in that he is etched in stone in the top in the top ten. Where I deviate a little bit is we can talk about is he ten or is he one, and we know he's not one. So let's talk about it and how does this impact him being ranked in the top five versus top ten.
2: so that, that's You know what the funniest part of this whole thing is going to be? The fact that you just sat here and said this man is a top ten I'm not even going to say human being. You just said this man is a top ten being in the uni- in, the, in universe the universe to pick up he is. a basketball and people will still yes. say you because he because you ain't said yeah. he was the best. Yes. <laughs> you say in that. the world, in the league in the world Top ten being in, in the, the universe, universe. Chewbacca included. And and people predator, say you had Predator because you, you ain't say he was the best. That's how it is. And uh Skyview said, uh, here's the legacy that will make a difference. LeBron's production chops in Hollywood. Movie producers have the most billionaires per capita than any other industry. That'll be his personal Jordan brand on top of the I promise school, past the rock. <laughs> No doubt. All right. So let's um talk real quick about what happened this week. Why y'all want to grind? And why you are on the grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, look no further for dynamic, professional, and affordable custom website solutions. You need digital extreme technologies. You need to break the bank for an effective online presence, top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes. Financing options are also available. They'll work with you. Visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And if you need those discounted rates that we spoke about, man, be sure to tell them the homies at War Room Sports sent you. All right, man. Coach K has he's set to retire after the upcoming basketball season. Now we're talking about table of gods. We're talking about rankings. Where, where, where's Coach K in the pantheon of college basketball coaches? Is he one? Is he top uh, five? Is he top ten? Where does Coach K rank in all of this?
3: Uh, I hate Duke, and I like you know anything <laughs> that I that yeah, he I got say that sound he like, has I to be qualified. Uh, I I hate Duke, right? So that being said. His sustained success places him automatically top 10. Automatically, he's top 10. Automatically. Now we have to argue about what puts him in the top five, what puts him in the top three, what, you know. um, Yeah, I'm going to go automatic top 10 bid, and I'm going to go questionable top five. And I'm gonna go double, double or triple question top three. He's not my number one though. He's not my I'm number go,
2: one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go automatic bid into the top five. And top five, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go automatic bid into right. the top five. And then you know, right. it's a question of whether or not he belongs in the top three. No matter what people feel <laughs> about dude, you know the longevity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and the fact yeah. you know he, he built that. Like, he didn't run up in... Yeah. No, Duke no, no. My hate for Duke were... cannot
3: cannot slight right. him there. My hate for yeah, Duke no. cannot slight that dude but man. even but, he, but, I think but you're but right. There I think he's no top-five.
2: There is no Duke yeah,
3: without,
0: without Coach K. Like, he's a lot high. of people,
2: you know, they already joined like these blue-blood programs, and they just kept the greatness, or maybe in some cases restored the greatness to where it once was. Duke wasn't ish, you know, until... This 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 young dude from uh mil- what was it? Navy? One of the one of these, you know, military type programs. It, it, to this cadet yeah, it might have been named Navy or Air Force, something like that. So I gotta give him extra that's why I give him the automatic bid I gotta give him extra credit for actually building that program. Not not, you know, getting the torch pass, getting the baton pass, not rebuilding, not sustaining you know, not improving, but building that program. So that's why, you know, I think highly of, of due. Yeah, West Point. Shout out to Skyview. West Point Army. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, shout out to, to him. Um, they've actually named his successor. This is probably going to be, um, and I believe John Shire is going to end up uh, taking over. Yeah, John Shire has been named um, the successor. And um, that's kind of a surprise. Like he's had so many, he's had so many former players play for him throughout the years and his succession plan has always been questioned. Um, you know, to, to me, it's, it's, wow. John Shire ends up being that guy. So uh, we'll see what he does with it. Um, shout out to coach K, no matter what you think of Duke. All right. Uh, I know you'll get a kick out of this one, uh, B. The rules of Floyd Mayweather's upcoming bout this weekend, exhibition bout with Logan Paul, has come out. And take a listen to this. Of course, it's non-sanctioned. The exhibition match will not have judges, but knockouts will be allowed. So pretty much they're going to have eight three-minute rounds, not officially sanctioned by the Florida State Boxing Commission. Um, <laughs> they will not have on headgear, and they will wear 10-ounce gloves. Um, they said since there's no judges, there will not be a vote. Like There won't be any kind of vote for a winner. Well, at least not a named winner by judges. Um <laughs> But the exhibition does not count towards the professional records. What this looks like to me, B, whether it's an exhibition or real sanctioned or unsanctioned, it looks like Floyd is still trying to hold on to that he's zero mad. on, the, on, a, on the back of his record. No, but this looks like this is him, again, not taking any chances. Because he knows whether it's sanctioned or unsanctioned, if he loses this match, and it's legitimate, like, you know, lose with a a judging system, a scoring system, people are going to look at this as a loss anyway. And I think he's so insecure about that zero. And I don't know how you can be. Like, you have a zero on the end of your record, which is great in itself. But I think he's so insecure about that and so worried about that, that he'll make this deal to have no judges. So if, by chance, this kid – this YouTuber, you know, beats you that zero will still be there for, forever and for always. This is a clown show, man. This is a clown
3: show. I don't I don't I don't respect Floyd Mayweather. I don't respect anything about him except for maybe his talent and a little bit of the work ethic. But outside of that, as a man, as a human being, you know, I'm I am rooting for uh jake paul and i don't know anything about him <laughs> to knock his uh, block off yeah i'm i'm hopeful that that can happen por
2: favor <laughs> all
0: right
2: we'll see what happens um yeah there will be no paper pay-per-view money flowing from anybody on this side i'm pretty sure of that um i mean i'm not gonna front if i if if somebody can pirate it for me and send me a link i'll watch it I watch it because I can't slam it like I know I'm going to do if I don't watch it. I can already slam it as a clown show. Sorry, It's definitely a circus, but like B said, if he gets his block knocked off, I definitely want to be there to see that. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, (laughs) if anybody got that that link, you know. All right, so last but not least, the NFL has said it will halt (laughs) it's practice of race norming when it comes to reviewing black claims in the $1 billion concussion settlement. So let me do a quick explanation of what this is. Um, The story says that the NFL pledged to halt the use of race norming, which assumed that black players started out with lower cognitive functioning um, in the billion-dollar settlement of brain injury claims, um and this kind of you know this reviews past scores for any potential race bias so in 2021 they're admitting that they're just now going to stop the practice of basically saying that black people think the on settlement. a lower level so i think in a in this settlement they're trying to what it was is
3: i blame mike they and to oh, when black no,
2: players file as a part of this civil suit These medical experts have raised concerns, you know, still thinking that black people have a lower cognitive functioning in their brain as is. So what what I'm getting out of this, B, is they sitting here saying, you know, these dudes might not have CTE. They might have just been dumb from the door because they're black. That's what I'm going to take out of it. That might not be what what it's fully saying, but, uh, you know, I'm going to take that as an insult.
3: You keep using these big words, I'm gonna take it as this oh uh, no,
2: i um,
3: I don't know. I think we're both pretty adept with the English language. Our cognitive abilities are are pretty solid we're We're critical thinkers um of course, we would be discounted all of those things in the eyes of the n f l because we are black, but I'd like to give us credit for having those faculties and what you heard is what I heard, and what I arrived at is niggas is dumber than white boys, and so they probably don't have CTE. They're probably just dummies.
0: Yeah,
2: They said um, the practice had made it harder for black players to show a deficit and qualify for an award in this billion-dollar settlement. The standards were designed in medicine in the 1990s in hopes of offering a more appropriate treatment to dementia patients, but critics faulted the way they were used to assess legal damages and Wow!
3: Okay. So this wasn't this wasn't even coming from the 40s and 50s. This <laughs> stuff was in the 90s, like in the 90s, yeah. like in our lifetime. They said,
2: "Niggas, y'all done there." Wow! So let's
1: make a, America great again. Just dive into
2: this man. just to see if there's any context, or anything that I'm not understanding. If you know, if maybe we're looking at this from a surface level, but. You know, I pretty much think it is what it is. But we're definitely going to bring this back up um, in, a, in a future episode, man. Because um, I don't really like the way that stuff is <laughs> sounding, man. But, look, that's what happened this week, everybody. While y'all were on that good grind, making a living for yourself and your fam, we're going to get out of here after we tell you what happened this date in sports history, which is, which is brought to you by Sports The Book. Look, man, if you're all tired of reading the same old sports book with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and all sorts of subjective information that we see on these, quote-unquote, big shows every day and publications, man, skip that bull crap. Be sure to pick up your copy of SPORTS, an acronym. Stay with me. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture. It'll keep you on the edge of your seat. It'll keep you laughing like you're watching a comedy special when it's all from the mind of War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Um, so just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Just make sure you get your copy. Make sure you don't miss the movement. June 3rd, 2018, Golden State Warriors guard Steph Curry breaks Ray Allen's NBA Finals record for most three-pointers with nine in a 122-103 Game 2 win over Cleveland. June 3rd, 2010, Canadian sportscaster Ron McClain saves a man from drowning in the Delaware River in Philadelphia. Shout out to rivers in our city trying to take people under. June 3rd, 1989, sportscasting legend Vin Scully broadcast 23 innings two different cities on one day. That makes me laugh. It makes me think about what Charles Barkley always saying about ESPN. He's like, hell no, I won't work for ESPN. They make you work for that for that $10 million. <laughs> Talking about maybe on like six shows in one day and calling a game here and yeah. flying somewhere else to call a game. You know, they have... Yeah, they you made Stephen A. be grinding. Yeah, he, yeah. He, they made him the face of the network finally and paid him a grip of money. But, oh, he earns every penny of that. Um, Charles and them making like comparable salaries and all they got to do is go don't on TV uh, a couple times a week themself. at night and act like jackasses. So it's definitely a difference. Not that Stephen A don't act like a jackass, but he got to act like a jackass in a whole lot of different places every day um, in comparison to them sitting in their comfortable feet with their ass grooves and just talking trash. All right. And last but not least, June third, 1980, the New York Mets draft won Darryl Strawberry, number one, at 18 years of age, and the rest was history. We like to give a big war room salute to all of these historical moments and all the folks that made these historical moments what they were. Y'all know what it is, man. We'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another Briefing in the War Room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, our group chat. And all the callers who called in to chop it up with us, tune in next week live right here on demand as we catch you up on all the going zones in the world of sports. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, whatever you're watching. Enjoy it. Stay safe in these streets. And if you're in one of those regions, like we've been saying, man, good luck with dealing with those cicadas, man. We're still trying to deal here. We'll see you right back here next week. Next time, be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on WarRoomSports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com or WarRoomSports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Oh, uh, six, to six
1: to eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. War room spoilers. Y'all ready? Let's go. <laughs> Stay in tune to Jimmy. Know the blueprint. Yo, every Thursday, six to eight, they do this. Shout out to Dev. PJ, B often dot B on replay uh, Warroom Sports dot com Get that mobile app It's knocked out 323 working three, double low 12 Keep going and you sensitive then oh well Yeah Physical podcast. The tough push Show time like magic and the block push magic. Listen to live. push one to join in Woo! Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment Hip hop dollars, pit stop uh, and knowledge Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college G- Five guys, no beef though Sports drift, beef drift, but the streets know uh, Bella Fani, uh, I got a G-flow uh, KC, Royalty, I'm in beef mode woo! Two hours, get your game up uh, Who's the best in sports cap, you better name us